Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, sir. You look like a man who could do with some more pedals. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. I love a good pedal. The only problem is pedals are so expensive. Well, I've got some great news for you. From the 1st of October to the 16th of November, you can buy two Boss pedals and get the third, the cheapest one, for free. For free, you say? Indeed. Go to www.boss3for2.com. That's the number three and the number two with the word four to check the pedal combination and all of the terms and conditions. You can then go to any Boss UK dealer to claim the deal. My goodness. The only question now is, which pedal? That's up to you, innit? And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening is Matt Knight. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. That didn't work, Matt. Try again. Joining me this evening is Matt Knight. Hello. There we go. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. (laughs) If only. Very good. (laughs) It'd be so good if you were like the one on the internet. Then we could just we could just be so, like, just be like, yeah, it's not working tonight. No, instead, is. instead, I have to actually be here where you have only tea made of rhubarb. Yeah, we got rhubarb tea. I offered you a detox tea. Uh, there was Earl Grey. I There's, don't want any of those things. I did find some spiced apple, but then I forgot to tell you because I knew that you'd probably want that, and I thought it was funnier to make you drink the quite weird rhubarb. It's weird. Um, how's it going, chaps? Yeah, very good. Right. Thank you. Good, good, good. You guys need to see me through this one because I'm unbelievably hungover. <laughs> Um, so yeah, your, any uh, any support from you guys would. You've be... been drinking snaps and. I went to the what hi fi poppers. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I love those poppers. Um, I went to the what hi fi awards last night, and uh, it's just events. There's just booze, isn't there? Like Matt, you well, I, I, you went to the yeah. Q Awards. Yeah, and it's just like here's some free booze on a courtesy of I don't know someone. Someone, someone's yeah. paying for the booze somewhere down the line. Uh, at least I hope someone was paying for it because I drank a lot of it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Did you see anyone cool at the Q Awards? Uh, yeah. Um, so, Duran uh, Duran, that was pretty cool. Gary Newman, Tony Iommi, uh, who else was there? 
uh, Royal Blood were there, so I got to say hi to Mike. Um, and I was like, "What award are you up for?" And he was like, well, "I don't know, I can't remember. I've never really. I've just been to so many. I just don't really know anymore." I was like, "Oh, cool. That's his life now." <laughs> what have you been like- up to? It's like, "Oh, I just came back from tour." I was like, "Oh, I'm just working in a guitar shop," and he was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." And I was like. You sort of yeah, get the whatever. feeling, like, I remember meeting those guys sort of back in the day, like, he kind of wanted to work in a guitar shop. I used to spend a lot of time coming in, so... I think, um, I just, like, from talking to him, I just think there's, like, they're knackered. Like, I think they've just finished, like, the last tour they're doing before they obviously write another record, and they've pretty much been on tour since that record came out, which was, what, early this year or late last year? Last year, I think, yeah. Maybe last even, year. like, middle of last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably, like, end of the tour cycle. Yeah. I found out today, speaking of Gary Newman, I found out today that Gary Newman married the president of his own fan club. Really? Yeah. Quite weird. Oh man, that's pretty weird. I learned that on a podcast where uh, someone, the person being interviewed was Mark Paul Gosselaar or um, Zach from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world, gentlemen. <laughs> what, else, what else have you been up to, Matt, apart from Q Awards? Oh, my boss backpacks arrived today. Go on. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did I tell you I was buying two Boss backpacks? I think two. I saw something about it on the group. They came, they came up on eBay, yeah. A, a CS3 and an OD2. <laughs> uh, they're a little ripped, but I knew they were ripped, but I'm well chuffed that I finally got hold of two Boss backpacks. How much did you I'm spend gonna on them? I'm going to get them fixed and definitely use them. How much does a Boss backpack go for these days? I think I bought both of them for like 20-odd quid. Right. Oh, are, you gonna wear, are you going to wear the uh, CS3 on the right shoulder and the OD3 <laughs> on the left shoulder? Two straps are better chain. than one. Double the action, double the fun. So I hear. So do you know the Boss Backpack? What's the history behind it? How old are they? Um, I think these ones must be about, I think they must be like, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, I think before they kind of did, um, I think a while ago for staff, they kind of did like an in-store promotion, whereas if you sell a certain amount of Boss products, you like get a stamp every time you sell something and then you send this like form off to Roland and then they send you some merchandise which I found out the top piece of merchandise was a leather embossed jacket I was like <laughs> I want one of those jackets a leather embossed like. boss jacket yeah that's embossed I'm just hoping it just says I just hope it says <laughs> I'm the boss on back but yeah. then there's the boss logo that's that's what I want um, and yeah so and that's where I also got my boss watch from or you know it's the same it's the same run um, and you got boss bin as well yeah, I've got a boss bucket. All oh, right, okay, boss bucket. It's like a, it's a metal bucket. Does it have a hole in uh, it? No, oh, okay. no, it's a very well built bucket, Jay. Come right. on, we're talking about boss here. I've also somewhere, I think they're at home. My parents, I've got some boss magnets. Okay, like how? A, like a. <laughs> Why do they exist? What else? So what else is in the? How um, do they work? What else is in the ridiculous? Uh, boss lineup that you don't have we know about the watches we know that the BED one that you wish was real oh the bed covers the bed covers yeah, that- d- is not real um, what else is there still to get uh, so I'd love to get I'd love to get all the watches but yeah. that would just be practically impossible because they're so hard to find what about the USB uh, sticks the USB sticks I have got a couple of USB sticks I still don't have one of the, the boss um, computer mice oh if only you knew someone who had one of those oh if only I knew I think there's more than one though. Have you got the DS one? No, I've got did, uh, I've got BD two. Ah, oh, classic mouse. Holy Let, grail. Less game, less game than a uh, yeah. A DS one. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's sort of a more uh, kind of tra- transparent mouse, yeah. the BD2. It's, yeah. like a, it's just for boosting the input of your computer. You, you uh, can click faster. Than, People are using it for like Dota and stuff like really that. Really want, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> want the CS3 for, for the mouse to just make, you know, for smoother yep. operation. Yep. Good. Yeah, smoother. but I, I, I don't really see the point in one of those. I just use a trackpad, mate. Good. Um, Uh, yeah so there we go feel free to hop on the Facebook group and put in boss mouse puns Um, yeah yeah yeah, there's I think there's there's loads of like weird merch like I found out because I saw another listing for a leather boss backpack and it came with like a limited edition comic book that was released in Japan all about this guy who would basically looks like a gangster from like Chicago in like the 1920s um, who apparently is the boss and uh, okay. yeah, I was like, I was it's like, his superpower that he throws book. effect pedals at people. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's all in Japanese. Maybe this is a, a video idea. Maybe we need to do like a top five guitar merch countdown I mean, or something. One, the ultimate one would be the one that I think you mentioned in um, one of the other Guitar Nerds videos where the, the rarest pedals and they did the Zach Wild uh, SD1, the Bullseye one. Yeah. Um, that'd be pretty good there's a bit of controversy over that as to whether it actually exists Um, because people claim to have got them but then like some people are like well they're like really badly stenciled but was that just because they were super limited edition or was someone just making them so yeah it was really difficult to find out information on that what about the go on I was going to say because I think I remember seeing something else about um, it was actually bizarrely enough about Xboxes and a guy had a really weird like prototype one because there's obviously people in the factory who make the first one you know they make the odd prototypes and yeah. then these things eventually like they just go oh it's not on you know it's not on stock technically it's just a prototype and then people just take it home and then they just end up on the general market like yeah much later on so could be that they made one for zach wild sent it to him and he went oh, i'll just chuck it in the pile with all the other stuff that i get sent for free and there's just a couple of other ones just hanging around i would imagine something like that has uh, has happened um anything mm. else happening this week matt what you been up to uh, I got to play the uh, Line 6 Helix. Okay, uh, did you? Very Interesting. Briefly. What's the verdict? Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Oh, it's it can't really be, mind It can't be as good as the amount of money they want for it, though. Well, how much are oh, they? 1099. 10.99. Yeah. For a I foot mean, controller. I know it sounds that's... like a lot for a foot controller, yes. but it's basically like buying a Kemper or an Axe FX in a foot controller. It's not. Yeah, and it's... that's only the same as what a G system was. Back yeah. in the day, yeah, yeah it's exactly. only, like they're not that much now. And they were but, ridiculous as well. Yeah, but like they were the cutting edge of the technology at the time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's. It, I think. I it, mean, you need to think of it more as like you say, Matt, like a Kemper, uh, Kemper or Axe FX, um, yeah. rather than uh, M13, for example. Yeah, well, that's it, right. It, yeah, and th- I suppose the thing is, is I was talking to one of the guys, and he was saying, and actually, what. They've had quite a few people buying them and then use them because it's obviously got loads of MIDI on it, using it as hooked up to MIDI to their Axe effects or their Kemper, then using the light, the Helix for all the effects and then using the, it to change via MIDI all of the amp modelling on their Axe effects or their Kemper. Who is trying these? Because they... Who, uh, who's doing this? Who's got them? Because there aren't any. Yeah, well, I mean, we were there. We did an in-store event, and the, the Line Six bought the prototype. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and there's a they've. But, uh, yeah, I think we've have, got one. We've had soon, and they're doing the same. We've we've sold them. I've sold a few to people that have obviously had back orders. And they're like, oh, can we have a look? And they're like, no, <laughs> I want to take it home and unbox it. And then uh, you know, I was, I was like, fair enough. If you want to be the first one to to unbox it, so yeah, it was quite good to get hands on with it. And what's we- really weird is that if you're editing it 
all the buttons are touch sensitive. Okay. So like like the screen on your phone. So like all the metal buttons work like push buttons that actually having to click them in. They just work via just being completely touch sensitive. And then like all the, the screen's really well laid out. It looks really slick. All the colours and the contrast in the screen are really nice. The sound's really good. Um, like all the modelling sounds super realistic. So um, and it was it was going through two Line Six stage source speakers. So just okay. two active monitors, and it sounded like it sounded massive. Cool. Yeah, I think it's um it's about time that that market got a bit of a, a shake up um, because it is kind of Axe FX and uh, and Kemper, I guess sort of ruled the they're roost kind of and dominated it, yeah and they're also i guess those are more kind of boutique companies so it's good to see one of the bigger boys and one of the originators of amp modeling giving it a, a proper yeah. go you know here's a question yeah. for you do you think that this will the helix will sort of um offer like a trickle down effect so kind of in the way that we saw with boss and their like the mdp technology yeah trickling down into um like you know the 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 gt100 and then the me80 yeah do you think that we will see like new like re uh, um like new versions of line six pedals and like maybe like a new m13 that's got all of the those sounds yeah maybe because you know fractured out all of the control or like an m m m5 with with all of those sounds but with less control yeah i was thinking about because line six haven't really released like a new pedal for ages I suppose because they got bought out by Yamaha so they're technically but then they're still line 6 but what was the last new product that apart from Firehawk very FX yeah I suppose the Fire but then wasn't the Firehawk just like all of the same effects from the Amplify but just laid yeah. out via Bluetooth because yeah. it was yeah. just like and, Amplify and they've Bluetooth. also done you know they, they keep updating the um, the like the, what was the Pod HD and is now the you know they did the HD I think they I think they did the 200 the 300 the 400 then the 500 and yeah. now the 500 HD you know so they've mm. not done anything they've not been like messing about with anything small which to a certain degree I think is probably a, a pretty wise decision yeah. because I mean if you've got um you know a line 6 echo park or a holy grail in front of you for example I mean you're probably going to go with the the holy grail mm. or or yeah. like a or a, a TC electronic um, Hall of Fame you know you, you, you're unlikely to go with a single line 6 pedal but their strength has always been in their ability to put loads of bits and pieces together Yeah, and yeah. I think it would be because I don't think there's been like a like you say like a real shake up in the technology for quite some time they've sort of upgraded stuff here and there and they'll they'll make the sounds a little bit better in this or in that or they make the editing a little bit more um, user friendly but by mm. and large, everything sounds pretty similar. Um, so it would be good if the, if like that this causes a trickle down into into smaller modelling use. I, and I, I don't think that them moving into compacts is the right thing to do. I think you know it, they they've got their they've got their niche and they should they should run with it because I think it works. And I, I, to a certain degree, it might. I mean, what's the point? I mean, there's, there's so much competition. Mm. Yeah, and and there's so much kind of I guess more interesting brands like Line 6 I mean particularly now they're kind of with Yamaha I guess they're kind of dry um, and they have, they have been for a while but they make really good stuff in terms of digital modelling and they kind of have to be a bit dry because yeah. they do a product that suits loads of different people yeah. whereas you know if they were going into the pedal space I don't think they could kind of 
it'd be very difficult for them to stand out uh, in a world of yeah. you know, boutique stuff and um, even to some extent like you know uh, people like TC Electronic and, and stuff like that so we've got a bit more of a cool edge yeah. these days Mm. Joe Branton, you've been hanging out with a silver Dan Electro. Did we not just bypass Jay Cross? Well, I thought you could both talk about it because you've okay. probably both seen this guitar. We have. We have, yeah. Um, it's amazing, that Dan Electro, yeah, isn't it? That, um, it was, what was it, a, 50, a 56 baritone? I think yeah, it was. Uh, don't ask me. I think it was a 56 baritone. Uh, it was. Um, it sort of came out of nowhere. I was just looking through our through through stock and I, and I saw, oh, that's a bit different. I'll get that. I think it was a 56 baritone. And um, in Silver Sparkle. And it is the, I reckon, the single best sparkle finish guitar <laughs> I have ever seen. It looked, in the pictures, it looked amazing. In the pictures, I thought it looked rubbish. Really? Actually. And in... Oh, you mean in the pictures that I took? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the actual... The, 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 oh, no, the pictures that I took look good, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Whereas right, okay. the, the pictures you're thinking of are the, the ones that right, were okay. the, the stop I, I think the, the the Dan Electro pictures are absolutely, absolutely dire and don't, okay. do, any, don't do it any justice whatsoever. And um, it's it's incredible. It looks amazing. Like, the, the sparkle in it is so deep and, like, the flake is so... It's inc- it looks amazing, and the um, the the leatherette wrap yeah. um, that you get round it—they've changed that to black for this instead of it's normally like a, a, a green. That sounds good, and um, and I think it was the first time that you'd noticed that there's a pattern in that because they have like this. Yeah, it looks dimpled, almost like, pa- like paisley, isn't it? It's 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 that sort of it has. It's a, got a texture to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but um, it, in black it looks amazing. It, it's surprising how much of just like a simple color change made that look really go from something that looks relatively cheap to, to something that looks really premium yeah. and and like Dan Electro another one of those companies who kind of in the same you can talk about in the same breath as Line 6 in that like they not, they've never they've not done anything in a long time to sort of freshen up the brand no. do you know what I mean they've and, and that's why I think it's really good with Line 6 especially over the last couple of years with the Amplify and um the Amplify especially and then the Firehawk to a lesser degree and now with the Helix you know they, they're bringing out some, some new and exciting stuff as opposed to just saying okay well we'll just sort of we'll just sort of update what we've got we'll just you know we'll just push play again or whatever you know which is what they've sort of done for the last few years and I think Dan Elect- it'd be really good if Dan Electro did something along those lines because you know the um, the, the guitars that they do are great but they are rubbish. They do do. But some, they are great. They're, they're, they're great because no, they are rubbish. They're, yeah, yeah they're supposed to be a little bit like that. But they do actually do good stuff all the time. It's just that it's always limited runs. Like at the moment, um, Toman are stocking uh, gold sparkle longhorn bases. Really, I didn't think they were doing longhorn bases. Well, they they yeah they do them in in copper burst and black oh, as okay. standard, but. But you know, gold sparkle. gold sparkle. It looks amazing. It looks I think like it's, a, it's not so much the retailer; it'll be the like region. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Europe yeah, of will have but ordered. Of course, let, let's not forget. You know, Dan Electro brought us the completely paisley guitar. Yeah, which they did oh, with the fifty nine. So they did that. So good. They did the double cut fifty nine, including we've mentioned the graphic on the on the on the actual fretboard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, um, well, I just think with Dan Electro, someone needs to kind of take the brand by the horns and yeah, the, yeah. the long horns, um, and actually produce a product range and do a bit of marketing. And they're great. Mm, it Who would just be so. Them? It would be so good if they had like 
a distinct range of guitars. But they're, they're cheap they do to make. Have a distinct range of yeah, but they, guitars, I guess they do. But then you'd never. No, like, but they they they're never, never in do production long enough. They're never no. always doing the fifty four. They're never always doing the fifty nine. Never always doing the long horn. There's always they they introduce and take out things like the hodad and uh, oh, the hodad. <laughs> I quite <laughs> like about that. The and, and the wild thing and stuff like that. They all seem to sort of come and go. And this, do you remember the square one that they did? Yep. Oh, that was. The it's best. not really a square. It's like a little like oblongy yeah. weird thing yeah. but no, I like the um, the 63 they do a 63 in a turquoise metal flake that's the like the double <sighs> horned one that looks just looks so good in uh, that in but, that colour but this is it they have so many body shapes in their in their catalogue history so many amazing finishes and they're all it's always the same pickup configuration always the same sort of volume and tone uh, you know, it's, it must oh, be it so works. cheap to make. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that production costs for that sort of thing have got to be really they're low. Not expensive guitars. If they, no, you know, I, I agree. If they put out like a proper, product if they had like range. a standard series, then a reissue series, and yeah. then a like baritone series or something, and that'd also, be well cool. Their baritones are brilliant. This baritone is actually is it incredible? It sounds amazing. The neck is really, really deep yeah. as well for a baritone, and it made me think. I was playing it, and I was like. Christ, this feels longer than like a baritone scale. Yeah. It almost feels like a like a bass, and I think it, it, it well, it obviously it is it is baritone scale, so it's not longer. But it makes you feel that way just because the neck is so substantial on it. They're but just that, brilliant. It, it's just you know, I think it's it's all part of a wider conversation. You know, these Dan Electro appear to be one of those companies who are staying afloat, kind of despite themselves. Yeah, completely. And, you know, off air earlier joe and i had a conversation about burns and it, again another company who you just how they're still how they're still staying afloat when they're they, not doing anything new and no. you, but they, there's so make, much heritage same as there's so much heritage and they're such a gr- they make great guitars and you just need someone to just go just do this properly like please yeah. please please do this properly yeah you need someone to step in and like distribute those two brands basically and like so, how yeah, like, why on earth Dan Electro dis, um, like uh, discontinued the real echo yeah of course do you oh, know what yeah. I mean like what like, a yeah. great pedal was there a pedal board that that wasn't on oh, at the time this... that it was in manufacture like everyone had one because it was it was the cheapest way to get absolutely like, a, a and like, you know the fab, sounded yeah. great. those like, fab pedals I like, like the spring king that was good that had it like a, a proper spring in it. Had it had a crash pad it, on it had a crash pad oh okay yeah so you could stamp on it and it did the Oh, that is very cool. I need to get one of those. Um, <laughs> that's right. And then they street. also buy things like the Sitar Swarmy, probably the worst pedal of all time. But for some reason, they're going for like two hundred quid on eBay. <laughs> there is no way that that's the a bad effect pedal. I've it never is, heard it's not it, great. But it's I've just really, heard the name. It doesn't do it very well. It doesn't do it very well <laughs> at all. But the back torque is it? The back torque that's the reverse yeah, delay so pedal. Yeah, they had that. Yeah, the back torque. Was it going, only a reverse they were, delay they, pedal? Yeah. It's funny, really, because we talk about pedals from like you know ten years ago. And we say talk about Boss and, and MXRB and too. But actually, Dan Electra had a lot Dan of pedals were out there. At that point. They, they did. Yeah. They had because you're right. The Fab range, which was the best way to get into effects. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Like Behringer is so oh, absolutely boring I, and rubbish. But uh, imagine a time when you could buy like. A dirt, a pedal for twenty quid, and it was it was a reverse delay. Like, what are you going to buy? Well, if you've got the option between a Behringer, a Joyo, or a um, or a, a fab, one that looks a like a pedal. car, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. The wah pedal, the Daddy O wah that looked yeah. like a Cadillac. Yeah, that was, that was but then they also did they did the Shift Daddy as well, which was the delay, but the a pedal like sweeped between like a hundred milliseconds or something, so you get some weird kind of like odd effects. Yeah. 
They did a talk box. Do you remember they did like um, a a multicolored talk box? Yeah, they still do. Really? Yeah. 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 Man, like but they they had some they had some because they really I've I've been meaning to do it for ages, but start the collection of all the food named ones that they did. Fish and chips. Oh yeah, Yeah. the tuna melt. and then because you got the pedal board and at the end of the pedal board was the bacon and eggs which was the mini amp that was the size of a pedal that had a tiny speaker in it <laughs> yes that sounds awful I bet that sounded dreadful oh, that sounds well good <laughs> the size of a pedal I want I want you to like can you write a feature on the site about those pedals and you tracking yeah. them down I think that would well, be really well, good well, well, I'll get them all. No, you don't do that. Yeah, it's definitely like, track them down. Because, like, if you, it'll if be that, like the Google Whack adventure, but with Dan yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and you have prices, to go to those... yeah, prices are just going to slowly go start going up because of this blog. Oh, God, they made they made so many. So they made uh, what's this? So they made the pastrami overdrive, the T-bone distortion, the BLT slap echo, the <laughs> corned course. beef reverb. Yes, give me that corned beef tremolo. Okay, you get that. Hash brown, flanger, pepperoni phaser, milkshake. What do you think the milkshake was? Uh, a, a vibe pedal. Compressor. Oh, close. close. Chorus. Right. Surf oh, and yeah. turf. That was the compressor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Chili uh, dog. <laughs> amazing. So what you need to do, mate, is you're going to write a blog where, much like the Google Wack adventure, you go to people's houses to collect these pedals when you buy them and then you write a little oh, piece on about the, how mental they about, are yeah about why they've, why they've still got one of these ridiculous pedals um, well, I will find them I'll track them down you know, you know the day that you you go to, to find someone with a bacon and eggs amp you, it's going to be like going into sort of Buffalo Bill's house from uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs yeah, yeah. <laughs> just under a pile of old newspapers that's where it is um, talking thing, about um, oh go on Sorry, I was going to say one thing. I made me think of Joe earlier today, actually, as he's such a massive fan. Is I was walking past the uh, one of the walls uh, in the shop, and we have some books, and we had the corn base tabs, the three <laughs> best-selling corn. <laughs> and I, the f- <laughs> this is exactly why we don't do books in my shop. The, the, the first twenty pages. He didn't use anything but the B or the E string. I couldn't see a single use of any other string past the fifth fret. And you, but uh, you, you don't mean you don't mean the B and the E. You mean the no, the, the, B, the A and the D. Because it was all oh, yeah, down. Oh yeah, that low. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, though the two low strings, nothing above the fifth fret, and Brilliant. there was a lot of mutes in it as well. I bet, <laughs> I bet there was a lot of rests. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a lot of rests. Um, have you got the tab book for Fieldy's Dreams, uh, Fieldy's <laughs> rap album? Because classic rap album, Fieldy's Dream. Good. That was what uh, they were playing over the PA um, the time that I went to see Corn before they played. A bit of self promotion. Those <laughs> yeah, boys know how to it. do it. You, you wear the Adidas pants yeah. and you've got the song, yeah. Adidas. And then when people come to the gigs, you play the side projects. It's perfect. F- Field these dreams. Um, just yeah. before, I know you're desperate to jump in. I want to I, talk I about boss have, pedals. I have a good segue as well, I've though, actually, before but, we go. I've in. actually got some, some news, some quite big news. Have you? Are you allowed to drop this big news? News. I don't see what... Now? Well, let's do it next week. Okay. We've got some more stuff to talk about. Yeah, we'll about. drop the big news. Big news next week. Okay. Big news next week. Gives Jay's pregnant. He's not pregnant. Uh, um, that gives people wait, a reason wait. to tune in next week. Okay. Um, I've got a segue. Go on. I was I was going to say, talking of Burns... Okay. 
Um, the guitarist, boss pedals. We were talking about Burns <laughs> like 15, 20 yeah, minutes ago. I know, ago. but I was trying to. Uh, we were talking about it then. I'm segueing now. Okay, Can do I it. That's now? not a segue. That's... Why is that not a segue? Spe- <laughs> speaking of boss pedals, um, we have <laughs> promised that uh, we would do a little, uh, a kind of bit on boss because people have been asking about the three for two deal. We're not doing boss. We're doing Burns. We're not. We're doing boss. Um, <laughs> so, um, what I thought would be cool is we. I'll come up with some genres that you might need a board for, and I want each of you to pick, to, to get together and pick the three pedals that you would go for in the Boss 3 for 2 deal. Um, Are we going to do this now? Let's do it right now. Are we going to have some thinking time? Um, no. No. Great. No. Cool. So, I mean, but that's you, you the know, way to buy pedals. This is a round table. It. It's yeah. a round table segment. You guys can do it. Okay, so first up, country. Did you did, did you put this in the notes? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Um, so a country board, <laughs> Matt. What would you, what are your thoughts? What effects would you oh, generally you be looking say at? He was going to do genres. That's why I would go for CS3, lovely compression, uh, DM2W for some slapback analog, analog slapback, yeah, slapback delay, and uh, what else? What else? Country an OD1, so SD1, so, just a little bit, Blues little driver. Bit of, because uh, I don't know, it's, it is quite clean, isn't it? So RV six. Ah, sick FRV one. Nice. Ah, the yeah. Fender one. The, uh, spring reverb. Is it level? still current? Uh, it, it, yeah, is still it's current. still in the yeah. catalog. Is it? Yeah. I think they're no, phasing those yeah. out because well, it's still, it's still in the catalog I, at the moment. I went on the I went on the boss website uh, while you were talking earlier and thought, oh, I wonder what three pedals I put together. Went to his homepage. One of them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just click the home button. <laughs> one of the. <laughs> Yeah. I checked the tattoo on my chest. and <laughs> So we're saying for country, uh, Matt is proposing CS3, a DM2W, DM2W, and the FRV1. Um, any yes. objections? Anything else that you put in instead? Um, I would take out the compression pedal for country. Like you mean the most important pedal and, for country, and then. Um, <laughs> Get a plectrum. Get my plectrum but what about when you're doing your chicken picking? No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I, I just wanted to wind up, Joe. That's sort of <laughs> the the one that's weird there for me would be, I guess, the DM2W, and maybe because I'm thinking like you might want to step it up for a little country solo, so something that just gives you a bit more oomph. Like no, you're saying, maybe it's BD2. Def- it's definitely more important to have the. Um, it's definitely more important to have the the, the slap back. Okay. Delay. Yeah, for, I, th- I, th- I, I I'm with Matty on that. It may be a, a DD7, but I think the the DM2W as well. I, that's what I would have gone for. Okay, um, let's do another genre. Um, I'm picking these at random. Let's do an experimental board. What would you go for? You're looking for oh, you're looking God. for a, a, a kind of a small sounds, sounds concept like, of music. Oh, it, sounds like, it, sounds like, it sounds like your granddad trying what to explain. Experimental. It sounds like. It what sounds, is experimental? Well, like that rubbish that you listen to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> math. So, yeah. No, so, no. So, okay. Mean, all right. Well, let's say. Okay, a prog rock board. Um, you've got three pedals. You don't want to spend a huge amount of money. You're getting one of them for free, um, but you want a small portable board that you can use for kind of weird proggy sounds. Uh, well, I, I Joe, you can have first run at this one. Um, probably um, the OC3. Okay. Um, definitely, I think like it's sort of octaved. Is, oct- is octave that important? Yeah, I think so. I think for like okay. a proggy sound, I think um, I think certainly prog is kind of. I mean, the pedal probably on most players' boards in that sort of thing is probably an electroharmonics micro pog. 
Okay. So I think as an alternative to that, well, maybe the harmonist would be better in that case, actually. Mm. And maybe the... It uh, depends what you're after. I think I think if you want to... I would just have said the MO2, the multi-overtone, mm. to give it a kind of weird sort of organ-type sort of vibe. Bit of low octave, yeah, bit of high octave. Yeah, okay. Maybe the overtone. Oh, I'm so tempted by the harmonist, though. Um, and then... Um, why not all three? <laughs> Octave, overtone, and a harmonist. I'm you not know. even sure what that would do to the sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's only be experimental anyway. Yeah, just a bit. Um, so we're saying let's let's maybe just pencil in mo two. Yeah. What yeah, else is right. what other effect is essential for a prog sound? Um, I mean, lots of lots of drive. So, um. Oh, maybe not. Maybe drive isn't 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 a really essential one. Um, probably an analog delay. Okay. And um, and then I don't know. I'm tempted by something like having like a looper there, something that I can do super weird things on. Um, okay, that's interesting. You went for a really weird selection. You went for a selection I wouldn't have thought you'd have gone for. What, what do you? What would you have gone for? I would have I was gone trying to for... think for guitarists. I was gonna. I went for Mo two, um, DD seven, and like an RV six, and then you kind of just use the drive from an amp. But that's obviously that's cheating. The same. But you yeah, you're right. Reverb is definitely an essential, and the RV six just for the. But shimmer, then again, if I was gonna on there. maybe go for a DD seven, why did you could do, you why could do something because you can get it's got an analog sound on it because DD seven's got a looper in it. Ah. And then you could have an RV6 because then you can get some wacky reverbs and some shimmers and then go for like a heavy distortion like a DS1X or an OD1X. That Maybe. would, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about versatility, I guess, on a prog board. like As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Like maybe you need to think out the box a little bit. So like you're saying, like OD1X has got a big range of drive sounds in it. DD7, like you say, gives you analog and it will do the looping and it's got reverse and it's got like loads of sounds in there. Yeah. And then like you say, maybe a looper or something. Or yeah, maybe an RV6, which again gives RV6 you... RV6 for all the weird Massive range of shimmers. reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Jay Cross. Hello. Punk rock. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> like you guys no, I, need pedals. I, so I go to some of Jay's gigs, not all of them, not even most of them, hardly any, but I do go to occasionally some. Pretty much everyone these days has got a pedal board. Yeah, I'd say so. What are the uh, what what would the punks be playing if they were gonna buy three boss pedals? T U three. 
Okay. Another TU3. <laughs> a second TU3. And then another one. And then everyone in the band has then got a TU3. Yeah. And one of them was free, so they're saving. And it's weird because the drummer doesn't really need anything. Yeah. I don't know. They're only a three-piece and one of them's a drummer. <laughs> um, no, I, I would say, um, first of all, you'd want some sort of overdrive. And I'd say probably overdrive rather than distortion. Um, perhaps that's my... That's the the sort of the side of things that I come from over what's, anything else. What's the um, the drive pedal that Gallows use? That's really good. I don't know. Is there a power stack? The power stack. The power yes. stack is really good. I really like that one. Yeah, I really like the power stack. The power stack's a really interesting one. So the power stack came uh, came out maybe four years ago or so. It's a yeah, relatively like recent one. And the power stack is, is kind of like a preamp pedal in that you can... Uh, there are three main sounds in it and you can blend between the... the you can blend between the three of them. So there is... There's like ultra. Um, there is sort of... I can't remember the three... What, they, what they're called now. But there's there's ultra, there's... But essentially, one of the, and I'm I'm on the boss site, and I can't I can't zoom in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The um, you can blend between like a very very like transparent overdrive sound to a bit of a gritty distortion sound to a very very heavy metal sound. There's, uh, I, I think they're kind of based on amps. They like are one of yes, like a kind so, of Marshall sound, and then the ultra is like. Kind of sixty-five oh five. Yes, absolutely. And there's, there's like a there's like a Vox yeah. sound in there. Drive as well. Crunch and Ultra. Yeah, there we go. Drive Crunch and Ultra. And if I remember correctly, I think Drive is the um is like a Vox type sound, and then Crunch is the Marshall sound, and then Ultra is the okay. is the is the like yeah the the, the five one five oh sound. Do you know what I like about it? Two band EQ. Always important on a preamp. Well, no, I think that actually having less is kind of better. Like I don't I don't want the mid. Right on a pedal, like, and I'll probably just leave the bass and treble flat. In fact, yeah. just just put two knobs on it. <laughs> just no. level and level and the power, sound. Power stack is like a bit of a kind of underrated. Gem, I, think I think so as well. I think it's a. I, I really really like it. Um, and that's is probably my favorite. Just having a quick scan of those. I I also quite like the combo drive, which is which came out at the same time. And that one I think is the the combo drive is. Um, it's another it's like one that's a little bit overlooked. That is like sort of a Vox preamp. And it's really weird that Boss did that because that's not really Boss's style, is it? No. I don't sort think. Of what I expect. Well, it's what Wampler do. And well, yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Ace 30, you know, is, is just an AC30 preamp. But like the, the BC2 is kind of that sort of thing. And I, and I really like it. I think that's a really, really cool pedal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would probably... If push comes to shove, I'd probably... If I just had to choose one drive pedal, I'd probably go... What's what? Why is the noise suppressor listed in drives? Oh, they probably just... I guess it's to do with, like, gain effects, and I guess the noise suppressor is... Um, I would probably go... If if I was just having one, I would probably go BD2W. Really? Okay. I think so. Okay, wow. I thought you were going to jump to a power stack. No, I think think the BD2W is cool because it's... um, it's it's transparent. It's more quintessential, um, and they just sound. It? I think they sound better than the BD2. One of the things that I never really got about the BD2 is that um, it, I just it, uh, I don't know. I didn't think it sounded great. 
Okay. Um, I thought they regular BD two. Yeah, I thought it sounded a little bit too fizzy. I think. Okay. And the BD two W, I think, is just sort of addresses that and just like sort of rounds it out a little bit. I mean, it's still got the original sound in there. Is that right, Matt? That BD two W gives you just an extra sound. Yeah, I think it's not maybe not exactly the same in the sense because obviously it's all built in Japan so you use slightly different components oh yeah yeah effectively you have the standard and then you have the custom mode and the custom gives you slightly more range on all the controls but yeah as I think as I remember the the big point they were trying to make was it wasn't just like you were adding in like an extra resistor is there's actually two circuit boards in all of those W pedals yeah. so there's actually two pedals in one and when you flick that switch you're actually going between two different pedals effectively yeah yeah um, okay so that's your drive sorted BD2W what else do you need on a punk rock board I would say you also need a delay pedal and a reverb pedal okay those would be the two that I would go for and I would again I'd probably go DM2W okay um, because I th- it, it kind of depends what you're doing um they, I, w- I mean, I would go DM2W because they sound. You can make them sound really weird. Yeah. Um, which again, probably it's probably not exactly what you want for what probably not what most like punks want. They probably want something a bit more controllable. So maybe a DD7 or a DD3. Um, you can't use digital delay for. Yeah, you can for like, but you're playing like it's really fast and like it. You, it doesn't really matter what it sounds like as long as it's <laughs> relatively precise. The great thing about punk, it doesn't yeah. matter what it sounds well, like. you know, not really. Um, and and then uh, the Fender Reverb pedal. Oh, it's um, such a good pedal. It is. And I I mean, I never really liked the RV6, uh, the RV5. I didn't think but the it was RV6 a, is amazing. I've not spent that much time with it. I, 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 I feel bad for saying it. I do really want to spend the time with it. I haven't had the chance to. Um, I always thought that the RV5, and, uh, you know, this is a conversation that we've, because we've got a very good working relationship with boss um and we have always said this and we've always given them grief over how pony the rv5 was it's i don't think it's pony i think it's that it had been around a very long time and everything else had moved on i think it was pony okay okay fine. <laughs> because i think the um the previous one which was the rv3 oh was it the rv3 the previous one yeah that was really good okay that was really, really good. Um, and I think the RV5 was just a bit too much like, okay, cool, let's make this sound studio. And it didn't sound studio. I think it sounded really flat and a bit, just a bit pony. The RV6, from what I've heard, the demos that I've seen, brilliant. I just haven't had, to, had enough time to, to sit down with it. Um, I have had time to sit with the, the FRV1 and they are wicked. FRV1 would be, if I was just buying three boss pedals like in this deal, yeah. then... FRV1 would be the one that I, that would be on the first name on the team sheet. Yeah, well, also the FRV1 has got the Cosm technology built in. So you, yes. can go, you could just go, you could DI out that straight into a, straight yes, into a PA. Yes, you can. If you had it, is that right, Matt? If you had it last in the chain, you could just go out straight into a mixer and you get amp modeling. On the FRV1? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you can go straight into a desk with that. Neat. That, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Matt Knight, tell me what three pedals you would pick if you were going for a metal pedal board. We'll do one more guitar one, metal, and then Joe and Jay can do a bass one. Metal core, metal zone, and they do another one with metal. Just three though. metal zones, <laughs> MT2. Now, um, what, what would you go for, Matt? I would go for, hmm, NS2. Got to have a noise gate. Good choice. See, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, got to need a noise gate. Um, would you have that first? What? No, that's got to be the well, end. No, isn't it's, it? got, it's got it's got an effects loop in it, so you just run you run the other two pedals in the effects loop, or you run your metal pedal in the effects loop of the uh, NS2. Oh, okay. 
GE7. Okay. Not what I was. Not at all. Oh, what I was nice idea. To say. So you can cut out all the mids. And Come maybe on, it's metal got to be core. the metal zone. Oh, you're going for that. Metal core rather than metal zone. Because okay. I would rather have the metal core. And yeah, because I think it's got good game, but it's got a little bit more clarity to it. I was really tempted to go for CH1 chorus for those clean ballad moments. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Nothing else matters. You know, Wait, do boss still do an acoustic simulator? They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, acoustic metal. It's all the rage with the kids. I would probably go for a power stack. Uh, I would go for a digital delay of some description. And I'd probably go for the uh, for the noise suppressor as well. I think, yeah. yeah so power, like power stack, DD3 digital delay, and then NS2 noise suppressor rounds out a pretty wicked metal board. Nice. Joe Brenton, do you want to tell us what Can you do would a base pick? one? Do a bass one. So this is just for someone who maybe has got a bass, wants to get into effects, um, and uh, wants to pick up three... Fe- three pedals to get started well He's let me tell you that three. i have an easier choice as there are only five pedals available in the okay range. well that's but, fine out of the five but I mean, that's not necessarily no, true no, you could say oh oc3 or you could say uh rv6 like if you wanted reverb but i know yeah yeah no there are loads of there and are, cs3 to yeah I, I know that I just meant un- listed under bass there are actually some things there are some things missing on the that is what his voice sounds like there are, some, <laughs> there are some things missing on the boss website I don't know if they've actually been discontinued I just been. didn't know what was that with the chorus there was a bass chorus I think that's gone and there was the bass um, flanger that was never a thing yeah. B- BF3 it was, is it was a, th- it was it a was thing, thing about 10 years ago BF3's right. got a dedicated bass input yeah, but it's not a bass pedal. Wow. Go on then. So, <laughs> good. So, <laughs> so what would you pick for your your, your baseboard of doom? CS3, obviously. Okay, CS3 compressor. Yeah. Why would you pick that? Um, because bass has to be played with a compressor. Okay, fine. Good. Because Billy Sheehan. Um, <laughs> That's what I was hoping you would have oh, said. I should have said that. I? Can you edit that? No. Who? Ah, Shelly Bean. And then uh, the BB1X. Okay, cool. Um, and of course, you can't get a GB7 anymore. So, um, yeah, you can. Yes, right right GB7. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> one of the only pedals. I mean, one of the five yeah. that you were complaining about the fact that there are only five there's, of yeah, There's literally yeah, only yeah, five yeah, on the yeah. screen right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I won't have that. I won't have, even though I was just trying to pick things that I have, and those are the three boss pedals I have on my board. But okay. no, I, I probably wouldn't go for the EQ, actually. I would go for. Um, oh, there you go. There is the oh the bass chorus is, is yeah a bass chorus does exist. modulation it's just not listed okay. under bass pedals for okay. no reason whatsoever um, yeah I, I would um, I would go for the the bass the bass chorus okay nice Jay actually Cross. I'm gonna change that last minute to the phaser okay good <laughs> do, do they even do a phaser yeah that's right there PH three yeah we'll do that um, Jay Cross what would you pick if you were doing a bass board um, can one of them be a TU three yes. T3. Okay. Um, which is actually quite. Uh, like, I realised the other day. I, I was, so I've got band practice in a minute, actually. I've yeah, yeah. Gone. We'll um, we'll have a break. Yeah, you no, can scoot off and then we'll I, do some news. Yes. And um, I have been playing a fair amount at home and um, and also, like, band practice and stuff. My bass doesn't go out of tune. Like, Mine neither. My bass just never. Like, I've had in the last couple of weeks. Don't I've play had, it hard enough. I, yes, I. I definitely do. 100% I do. 
Joe just flicked a plectrum into, into, the, into my tea, tea Good. which is what that uh, that like muffled scorn was. Um, I yeah, it just don't go out of tune, um, which is why I don't have a, I didn't bring my tuner with me. Okay, um, but I will go um, T three, um, BB one X. Okay, um, and. Um, can I do another BB1X? Because no, what I, come on, have have some cool modulation. I don't have an octave. No, definitely not. Thicken up that sound. Oh, I should have gone for an AC3. It's too hard to pick three. I want six. Well, this I'd, that, I'd go be... for a uh, DMTW. Stick a bit of analog delay. Maybe a DMT. Maybe delay. a DMTW. Yeah, you can tighten that right up. Have some sort of proper Roger Waters slap back. The songs aren't long enough for that, mate. Like, <laughs> maybe a DMTW. I, not as long as one slap back it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's done just I mean I was thinking about taking my uh, taking my space echo and just like just for like in between songs or whatever but um, so you still have to pick one pedal for this board DMTW DMTW T3 I, I really like the DMTW I really like the DMTW on the custom mode um, I think the custom mode is really really good I think the standard mode is good is okay Somewhere between okay and good. And okay. the custom mode is really good. Okay. It sounds really, really good. Um, and so I would probably go with that. Or maybe another drive pedal. What would you go for, Pacam? Uh, on a bass board, I would go for uh, TU3. You can't. Why? We don't, what did you call me? You get two and you get one free. All right, all right. Um, so I'd go TU3. Uh, I would go uh, BB1X, which I think is an awesome pedal. Yeah. Um... And it depends what it's for. If I was going to use it live, I would probably just get something like... Phaser. Not the phaser. I would get something actually useful. So, like, maybe an <laughs> EQ, uh, maybe GB3, uh, GB7, yeah. sorry. Ooh. FB2. Feedbacker. Feedbacker. Feedbacker, Feedbacker booster. Okay. That They're discontinued. Do you know that? I, oh. can, I think I can say that. I yeah, it's fine. They're discontinued. Um, so the only ones left are the only ones left. Okay. And uh, you can't claim it as your free one because they boss don't have any left. Oh, okay. There we go. So if you want one, you've got to buy one. Um, they were... Feedback of Booster is one of those pedals that I really wish had... Taken off. Done more. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was cool. A cool it's, idea. It's really Don't use cool. it as a booster. Just use it as the feedbacker. Yeah. Instant feedback. For those who don't know what it is, you basically... You set it into feedback mode and you... Do you hold? You can hold down on the pedal. It's like momentary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And your guitar just feeds back instantly. It's so cool. Maybe really that cool. would be my one. Yeah, that's because what I'm saying. For bass, I don't really need that many effects. But so if I've got the BB One X doing the drive, I can just at the end of the set or whatever, or in yeah. between songs, just stamp down on the pedal. Just have maybe, three of them. Maybe what you need then is you need T. Maybe you need. You don't need T three because as we've already ascertained, your bass never goes out of tune. Maybe yeah. what you need is BB One X, FB two. <laughs> RC1. I was just thinking that. Just so then the you feed the feedback into the looper, <laughs> yeah. then you stand off the pedal, yeah. off the FB2, Yeah. Um, then you leave your feedback going, and then you that can play gives you the enough, That gives you enough time. Well, no, not even that. Just like, that gives you enough time for the guitarist to tune and, and you, you to, have, to a have, a, have a drink. Yeah, yeah absolutely. good stuff. Um, so there we go. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're looking at kind of capitalising on the current boss deal, uh, there's some ideal boards from you. But let us know what you would choose if you uh, had to pick three boss pedals um, or maybe what you have picked or I think if you go onto the boss site uh, is it it's boss, boss three, for three, two. three four two dot com yeah. um, 
I think you can share a board, like if you make up a board yeah. on there, you can share it. So I want to see some of those in the Facebook group. That would be cool. It is very fun. It, it is, is fun. fun. Like pedal boards are fun, aren't they? They're really good. Um, we're going to have a break. Jay's going to go uh, to his band practice. Oh, Indeed. Um, thank God we don't have to be there. Um, and then we're going to come back with some news and some questions. And Nudes. Then we'll do a Patreon episode after that. Right. Okay. Can I go to the toilet in the break? Please do. Just not here. Sorry not on the to run away, gang. See you next week, Jay. Bye. Bye, Jay. Bye, Jay. Class. And we're back for some news. News. So, um, first up, brand new MXR EVH5150 Overdrive. A cracker of a pedal. Indeed, yeah, we've got a demo up for it um, oh. on, on the site and on the YouTube channel. Our it, first ever Guitar Nerds demo. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like, the pedal itself sounds great. We videoed it in my lounge, which was nice. Yeah, um, Dan used a telly, which oh, in retrospect... Was a bad idea. We well, got, got a little bit of grief. We're getting hammered on YouTube comments about that. But I have to say, it sounded good. And, and I, I get it. I get, obviously, people who want to buy that pedal want to sound like... Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah I, d- funny, I just though, want a good preamp out of it, and it sounds yeah. amazing with the telly. I think it's one of those things where, like, I love that tone, but I can't play anywhere near as good as Eddie Van Halen. But I want that sound, and I want to use that sound, like, for my own playing. Yeah, and that's why I was getting like, oh, well, he didn't use a telly. He used, you know, like he used a bloody Frankenstein Strat that was like a bit of everything you know it's like you still can't replicate that and you can't replicate it going through a loud amp and the idea is is that it's his that sound in a box that you can then use any way you want you don't have to play like Van Halen if you buy that pedal because for me I was like playing it and and like all the way that I play I was like yeah this is the sound that that I really want this you know the weird thing with it is is that it's um even with the telly, it sounds great and it sounds like a thick kind of overdriven Marshall sound, which I guess is kind of what they're going for, you know, and then that obviously feeding into the kind of 5150 yeah. sound. Um, I thought, you know, MXR uh, have done loads of signature stuff in the past. Some of it I've not been a huge fan of. Um, some of it I think is just the name kind of slapped on without much thought gone into it. But this one... It's just an awesome pedal. It's like a really, really good drive pedal. The Van Halen phaser they did yeah. was great as well. Yeah, that, that appeared cool. on a lot of people's boards. Yeah. Blink-182's phaser of choice. Really? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, those two bands are the same, aren't they? Blink and Van Halen. Just, Pretty much, yeah. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, shooting that. It sounded good. Um, I, it, I like the fact it's got a noise gate built in. Um, and yeah. post-shooting the video, I actually have done a bit of reading. Um, it's the smart gate. It's a smart oh, gate yeah. circuit, yeah. but just with one control. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's really cool. I like that it lights up when the gate is active. I think also, the, the chair that Dan's sitting on um, is an 1,100-pound chair. Wow. Nice. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah. That <laughs> I was, didn't pay that for it. That, good. Good to know. Um, so, that's cool. And I think, again, you know, it's a massively competitive market, things like drive mm. pedals. But if you want a Van Halen sound, it is kind of that. It's just kind of Van yeah. Halen in a box. And, you know, pretty versatile as well. The drive control on there and the boost mean that you can go from kind of rhythmic crunch right through to ridiculous shreddy sounds. So. Yeah, yeah. Next up, um, only announced today this, and I don't know a huge amount about it. Fender FSR Jimi Hendrix Strat. Yes. Hashtag 
something about axis. So what alter they've done, your axis. Yeah, alter your axis. So what they've done is very similar to. Do you remember the Gibson Strat? Yes, the Gibson the Jimi Gibson Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix Strat. So same sort of thing in that it's a right-handed model that they've put a an upside down. Uh, headstock on I don't yeah. want to say neck because it's not a left handed neck it is just a reverse headstock yeah. um, worth noting they Fender have done this before as well they, they've have already, they? yeah there's been a previous Jimi Hendrix uh, model okay. so this one also has the the bridge strap pickup round in reverse yep so yeah. angled the wrong way so you've got the, t- the other way yeah exactly so you, the, the tightest point to the bridge is on your low strings which yep. is which is actually great because the guitarist in my band plays in the same way um, left-handed strung upside yeah. down he plays tellies and he's really you know he thinks that his sound is very much from having that pickup in the reverse way round and, and yeah. just having your low end being so very tight um, but but yeah so they've done that one thing they haven't done is it is a um, a right-handed yeah no trim bar. no 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 it's a right-handed trim bar Oh yeah, I guess that's just that makes kind of more sense, really. Because well, it I don't know the SRV. Well, I know, but it doesn't really affect like the sound or anything. Whereas the pickups mm-hmm. being the other way around do, and also the headstock being around the other way does, because it changes the string tension. Yeah. Um, I actually price wise on these, they're like six hundred and seventy six, quid. Yeah, six sixty. Yeah. Six sixty. Um, I actually I'm kind of into the idea of it. Like, I'm not a huge Hendrix fan. In fact, I find quite a lot of this stuff quite boring. I but hate you. I really like reverse headstock. Strats, and I'm kind of getting into the idea of getting something more stratty. Um, ideally, I want a fixed bridge, but I can sort that out on the strat. Um, but I really like the idea of reverse headstock, and this kind of makes it affordable and it's a cool looking guitar. The only mm. thing I don't like is it's got a Hendrix picture on the back plate, oh, um, really? on the neck plate, sorry, um, which says like free the tone or something like that. Matt, have you got a picture of it there? Uh, I did have where'd it go there is like it's the classic Jimi Hendrix sort of like that outline portrait thing what does it say no it says I can see authentic Hendrix oh maybe it's that like yeah that. I don't know why I thought still though I don't know what the back plate doesn't it's, look good yeah that looks alright I just I kind of like it and I kind of don't like it. It's one of those weird ones. I've been looking at it all day and going, I really like this guitar. And then I look at it again and nah. I'm like, I really don't like this guitar. Nah. Yeah. Um, I I really like the the way it's laid out. Like I said, like reverse headstock and stuff. I think it's just a cool thing. And the pickup thing is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure I could get away with that bag plate. Maybe if I could switch that out, that'd be good. Um, Matt, something again that only came in today, uh, or the news only broke today. Electroharmonics crash drum... As, as I said on the group, Electroharmonics definitely listened to this podcast and stole the idea that I'm really into the space drum. Went, oh, there's that one dude in England who like always goes on about this like weird drum that we made in the 80s. Yeah, we should probably just like reissue it. Um, just, and it looks it looks awesome. I just don't understand so who's going to buy them except for you. Me and Jay, we're going to buy that and a random tone generator and start a band. Oh, I, that would um, be a great band. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it, it, it's just, um, I don't know, I think they're kind of going down the sort of, you know, electronics route. I mean, they've got so many other kind of crazy sort of weird products like the Clockworks and that kind of eight-step sequencer and things like that. And they're kind of making like a modular thing with all of their their pedals, really. But what I like about it is that you can have it on a pedal board and then the button is like, easily like you're not going to break it with your foot yeah 
So you could have it on a pedal board and use it for kind of like drum sounds and stuff like that as well. You don't have to... Because obviously the space drum was like a pad that you hit with like drumsticks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into it. And you can plug an external pedal in and kind of filter sweep and everything as well. It looks, um, it looks really cool. Yeah, I think um, they've done something quite sensible and not just re- like reissuing space drum. I think they've kind of given it a bit of a modern twist and put it in a decent box and stuff like that. I think it's... Um, I don't know how much they're going to be. I reckon... 80 quid yeah they won't be 100 quid they'll be like 79 quid something like that yeah. I think so yeah. good stuff Um, um, is that going to sneak into gear of the year I guess it depends whether it actually emerges in the next few weeks well come Maybe. on I mean we, we let the um, the Miku the Miku in didn't we yeah but, but but that was a mistake I think we should agree to never let stuff we, we have haven't we still, tried have we still, yeah. have still got weird gear of the year are we still yeah, uh, that's still a category that? weirdest gear of uh, 2015 will be a category so in that, this year's gear that, of the year that could be in there yeah talking of gear of the year actually before we move on to the next news item um the votes are going to be going up soon for listeners choice i think we're going to run it from like the second week of november until i don't know when we're going to record gear of the year probably second week of december or first week of december so it'll give you like a few weeks basically to uh, to cast your votes and try stuff out if you've not tried it out mm. yet and, things and like all that. listeners let it be known that just like last year i will do my best to make sure that your category is uh, is removed early Oh, what the the choice is removed? Yeah, what did they choose? Soul food. I think, Soul last food, year. and I voted heavily against it, along with Matt Knight. Yeah, I think you two are mugs. That's a great sounding pedal. Nah, really good. Know, we know best. Um, I'm really looking forward to it this year. By the way, and more interaction with the forum. We've got more forum members than ever, so uh, should be uh, should be cool. Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, so next news item: magnetic effects uh, release the white atom fuzz. Um, now the reason that I put this in here is um, first we got sent this news. Um, I'd never really heard of Magnetic before, but they're based in London, um, and they sent a pedal down for us to have a look at, and I unboxed it today, um, and I've just been playing around with it for for a bit, and I think we're going to give it away in a competition prize at some point. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool fuzz. Um, silicon and germanium transistors. Uh, it's got a texture control that allows you to kind of blend between... It goes from kind of like weird 8-bit-y glitchy stuff right through to kind of... Su- almost like an overdrive rather than a fuzz like really usable kind of ampy drive um matt had you heard of magnetic before no it was one of the um it's one of those brands that i'm always kind of looking out for kind of something different because you end up seeing boutique brands you go, oh they look really good and then every other shop is selling them and yeah. then they're kind of not really boutique brands so it's kind of good to see something new and different that you don't see anywhere else so um i look forward to giving it a go when i come down in a couple of weeks to kind of do the we're all sitting around in the same room podcast yeah yeah finally we're going to get together and, and do, a, do a podcast together again so um yeah i've i've got kind of a load of stuff stocked up down here that you need to have a listen to um mm. and then maybe potential gear of the year stuff but it's a cool fuzz it's not a huge amount of money um they're like really small production runs it looks really cool as well it's got kind of like a 50s kind of styling to it um yeah i'm i'm into it and from the initial five minutes that i had with it earlier there's potential for it to to win something so we'll uh, we'll see yeah. we'll see um let's do one last bit of news the gibson billy gibbons ultimate sg matt knight tell me about it good oh, god uh, just just every it kind of divided opinions um when i popped up on the facebook group but i just i'm kind of, i'm really into it as a guitar and someone went oh i can't see why you'd ever spend that sort of money and you'll never sound like billy gibbons and then once again it comes to the thing that we were saying earlier about the 5150 is that 
I kind of wouldn't buy it to sound like Billy Gibbons. I'd just buy it because it's a cool-looking guitar. It's it's you know? just it's the ultimate kind of luxury guitar, isn't it? Luxury. I mean, yeah, you know, 100%. How many people play Les Pauls to sound like Les Paul? That's true. Yeah. That's a bit of a yeah. different case, but you I've know. just I've just seen the case as well. I, I'd seen the guitar. I hadn't seen the case that it comes with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The it case. Like hand painted case, yeah. isn't it? Hand painted case, um, uh, and you get like a certificate and stuff with it. Isn't so. every case different? As well. something like that they're like yeah. painted by like a Texas artist or something like that so um, but yeah bonkers uh, oh that's right the I did state of Texas it. back plate as yeah, well yeah that's brilliant well because you know the pearly gates Les Paul that they had yeah you know the aging on the back is oh the in the shape yeah shape of Texas yeah ridiculous um, oh, I, I, I'm just really into it I just think it's a cool a cool guitar I actually I um was watching a rig rundown with those guys uh, with his tech and actually most of his SGs um, come fitted with those maestros but they're just disconnected so right, they're, kind okay. of, they're kind of off and down but they don't use them because sure. was I saying the other week where they were basically saying that he had, his rig is set up so no matter what guitar he plugs into it sounds like his pearly gates Les Paul plugged into a Marshall because yeah. the idea is it's all showmanship really yeah. it's like in a studio yeah they'll use loads of different stuff but live everything just needs to sound like that Les Paul plugged yeah. into a Marshall and then you pull out a guitar that looks a bit ridiculous and I just doesn't matter I just think it's awesome I don't know is it um, is it like gold leaf or is it just a finish or because it's like I think it's just a finish I, I think it's like a metallic gold finish I don't think it's yeah. like actually gold in any way so but so. Um, I'm just really into it it's just a 61 SG that just looks just awesome good stuff um, chaps we're like well over time we went on a bit of a we? uh, yeah we've, we've done long 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 um, so uh, I think what we'll do is um, sorry we've not, not got any time for questions this week so we'll do a big questions podcast next week We'll do a couple of questions over on the Patreon episode this week. Um, we have got... I'm not sure what questions we'll do. Let's just do a little random pick and mix over on the Patreon uh, episode. If you want to uh, get involved in that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, um, as these people have done. Eric Siri. Paul Corrigan, Dale Rasco, Jack Conroy, Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Thompson, Moore Gravit, Colin Anderson. Thanks very much for that. That was a great reading. I like the beginning where you clearly forgot how to read. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Um, so, yeah, if you go over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, from as little as $5 a month, you get an extra half an hour of this episode, of uh, this podcast every week. Um, and uh, from $10 a month, you become an executive backer and get your uh, get your name read out on the podcast each week. I've just found out Patreon have now got an app as well, which I assume, I've not tried it yet, you can listen to the podcast, you can download the podcast to your phone and listen to it from there as you would just with iTunes so smash it that is um, that's a pretty cool function so do go and check that out I've not had time to yet thanks so much chaps um, thanks for listening this week and um, yeah for those Patreon backers we'll see you over there for a couple questions and then we'll do a big question special next week thanks very much well done goodbye
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 